Yeah, so we'll start with just the uh, the standard. Man, how how are things going with you and uh, during the quarantine? Man, um, things have been pretty good. I can't complain all too much. Um, I'm still able to work. I work from home, so I still have a steady income. And then I live with my uh, training partner, Mike Biggie Rhodes. So we've been able to train a lot. Like we made a little, well, he kind of made it really. So he got a little gym set up downstairs, like bought mats. We have an Airdyne bike. We have a like a normal stationary bike. We got some weights. And now my teammate, uh, we got a reflex bag. And then my teammate, Chris Wright, we just traded. Um, I gave him some weights for a heavy bag. So now we got a heavy bag. I'm able to like do some ground and pound stuff on it. Just trying to make do with what we got. Yeah, I'm uh, I, I do jujitsu. I'm not, <laughs> I by no means am a mixed martial artist, but uh, it's not the same, you know. Like, I have a couple weights, and that's about it. So, yeah, if, and I right now, like, I don't have uh, anyone living with me, so it's my only training partner is my pillow, and it uh, doesn't work, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't fight back the way uh, people usually do. Yeah, I mean, that it, it's definitely it, it changed a lot of things with like how we train and all that what's uh i mean what's the protocol i guess where you're where you're from in terms of uh like are you allowed to go out are you or are you restricted to your house we're allowed to go out we uh i mean i'm not sure on like some of the social stuff because i don't i don't really participate in too many social activities anyway so it's like when they called like the like the stay at home order so, like, we can go to work if people need to go to work. People go to the store. Um, doesn't really seem – it's not a lockdown, like, over here. Like, some states or some places I heard, it's like, no, you can only go out if it's an emergency or, like, a necessity. I've, I've been seeing a lot of people at Starbucks. Like, I just went to the grocery store. that they They cut into the parking lot so people can get to Starbucks easier. So, I'm um, in uh... – I'm in Nova Scotia, Canada, so it's uh, here. It's you can get fined if you're out for any reason other than grocery store. So if I'm going to like Starbucks, Starbucks is closed to begin with, but mm-hmm. if I'm out and I get caught in like a public park or anything, I get fined a thousand Canadian, which I think is like six hundred US, but oh. still way more than I want to pay to just go for a walk. Yeah, that that's rough. I mean, is 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 the smarter way? I would say. It's like because this thing is spreading, and I think what the U.S. now leads, yep. or had just surpassed a million cases, and it's it's like I hate to be like, no, I don't want anyone to do anything because I've been running outside, you know. But at the end of the day, it's like I think people have to be a little less selfish, which is hard because it's hard for me to be a little less selfish, but. It's like if we want to get back to normal times, it's like people got to start being a little bit more responsible. And the way I look at it, it's like I'm not going to be able to fight again if if people don't like stop <laughs> doing stuff and stop spreading it. Because it's like, all right, it's going to be a while. Like, yeah, fine, we can go back to like working stuff or working in buildings. But it's like, who knows what the rules are for fights for some of the 
like regional promotions, you know? Yeah. Speaking of, uh, speaking of fighting and training, um, you're, uh, you're still at Rofu Sport, right? Yeah. So Rufus Sport, got the shirt. Yeah. Uh, what's, uh, Anthony Pettis obviously is, is fighting, uh, Cowboy Cerrone. What's his training been like? Is it minimal? Um, I really have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I know he's been doing stuff, you but know? The gym's closed, right? Um, yeah, the gym is closed, but he has, like, little private areas that he can work out at. And so I'm assuming he's getting in some good work with somebody. I don't know who, but it, that's the weird part about all this stuff. It's like, I really, I'm like, I don't know how people are getting in their training, but same way, I guess. It's like, you know, I have, I have Biggie, and it's like, we've been training consistently since the quarantine stuff started so he probably got someone that he's putting in some work with too what it, what's it like training with guys like that obviously it's a, one of the top gym in the world top gyms in the world and you got a mastermind like duke rufus running it mm-hmm. what's it like training with those guys who have been around the block they've fought the top guys they fought for world titles they've trained world champions what's it like uh you know training with those guys every day i mean it's it's amazing you know um I came from Virginia, and I was kind of, like, there were gyms that I went to, you know, uh, my old jiu-jitsu coach, Leo Dalla, he's actually the one who gave Lloyd Irvin his black belt, and he gave a lot of, uh, he, I don't remember how many, but a lot of black belts in the Virginia, like, kind of that DMV area, it almost all started with him, and then, so there's, like, gyms, like, uh, MMA Institute in Richmond, and then the lab in Fredericksburg that I would go and train at, which was a solid place, but it, it definitely, when I moved over here, it opened my eyes to a lot, and it's like, they were all for it, and it's like, you know, it's a super high level, and I, I came here not knowing all too much, like, I was kind of just like a kickboxer and a judo guy that would fight MMA, but I didn't know anything about MMA, it's like, I didn't know how to mix anything together. I was just more of a person that's like, I'm tough enough and I'm mean enough, so I'm just going to go and fight. Didn't really know how to put it together. But when I got to Rufus Sport, you know, it was, it's a, I would say it's like it's a steep learning curve compared to probably some other gyms because there's a system. You like, you need to learn how to do the system. If you don't know how to do the system, then a lot of the stuff isn't going to work for you. But it's great. You know, I, I feel like I definitely improved a lot. It's like from when I first got here to now, it's like I feel like I'm actually a, a legitimate fighter now versus someone who just fights. And it's like it's making sense. And having guys like Rafion, um, Biggie, Gerald Mearshart, all those guys is just great because it's like Rafion was a champion in another sport before he even got to Rufus Sport. And it's just it's- seeing stuff like that was always extremely motivating. So. Like guys, his, uh, his energy is next level. Like, yeah, his energy. Like, I, I've watched his Instagram videos, even when on my podcast, he was just electric. I'm like, man, like, <laughs> I don't, I don't understand <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, man, he, like, we, I make the joke. I'm like, we, because we compete with like our uh, post celebrations, our post fight celebrations, and stuff like that. And it's like that. Those are the only times that I can ever like match or maybe surpass his energy just a little bit. <laughs> Because it's like, that guy is on 10 all the time. And it's like, that's what you love about him, though. It's like, he's a fun guy to be around. It's like, you can't 
talk to Rafion and be like, oh my gosh, it's like his energy is nice. And sometimes it's like I need, like sometimes like he's he's one of my favorite guys just in general, just outside of fighting. But like just sometimes it's like you're feeling kind of like blah. You go to the gym and it's like he's all geeked up and stuff. It's like it rubs off on you a little bit and it livens up the room and the. He reminds me. He reminds me a lot of John Dodson. Just his, like, <laughs> his energy. It's just very uh, John Dodson-like. Um, I have to ask, and I've been meaning to ask uh, someone who goes to your gym, does CM Punk still go there? Yes, he does. He, he still goes and he still trains regularly. He's he's getting better, too. That's the thing. It's like he hasn't stopped. I know a lot of people like to talk trash on the guy, but... He trains harder than a lot of people, and it's like he doesn't even have to. Like, a lot of times I'll see him in, like, the gi class in the morning, and then he'll be back later. I actually prefer, depending, it's like everyone has, like, their favorite training partners, you know, and he's definitely one of mine. If I see him on the mat, usually it's like, hey, we're going to link up? All right, cool. And it's like I talk to him outside of the gym. He's a great dude. I love him. Yeah, yeah. I've always wondered that, and I thought, you know, um, it's great to see people continue to do it even after uh, two unsuccessful UFC fights. And I always root for people who, like, you know, go out of their comfort zone and they give it a go. You know, you see guys like James Tony tried it, um, but he had a fighting background. And, you know, anyone who's willing to put in and go out there and fight a guy like Mickey Gall in their first yeah. UFC fight, I think deserves a lot of credit. And the fact he keeps training, it's, it's great. Yeah. It's like, that was, that's a tough first fight. It's like, it's like, that guy's been training for how long? He's been fighting for how long? And it's like, your first fight is someone who's been doing it for a long time. And it's like, it was, that was tough. I was always like, you know what? Major props to him for doing it. If, uh, if you got the call to compete, like, let's say LFA were to open up. Obviously, UFC is getting back into things. If you got a call and said, hey, look, we're able to do it. You know, we've got an island or Fort Lauderdale. Who knows where the fights are? Um, are you are you willing to, or do you think that, you know, you want to get full training camp and uh, you're not willing to jump in there? I mean, really, that's, that's one of those hard things. It's like the fighter in me is always like, yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? It's like, I don't say no. But then the non-fighter part is like, I haven't really prepared for anything, but then it's also, it's like, neither has he, or <laughs> so it's like, we're really going in. It's like, I feel like I've probably been training more than other people. So I'm like, all right, how much you guys paying? That's, that's the thing. It's like, if you guys, there, ha I hope there's some hazard pay going on in this one, but yeah, <laughs> it's like, I can't really say that I'd say no to that because I like to fight. That's what I do. Huh? How do you feel about the UFC opening up? Uh, I mean, some people are for it. Some people are against it. Some people are like, hey, if you want to fight, go fight. What, what's your stance? Um, That's one of those hard things, again, because it's like as a fighter, as I can remove myself and be objective about something that I'm very attached to. And I'm like, I want fighters to get paid. The only way that they can get paid is by fighting. Yeah. But it's also I'm thinking of, the impact that it can have. It's like during a pandemic, I don't know if it's the best time to be trying to get stuff rolling because, I mean, the Olympics got canceled. Yeah, It's like never in my life have I ever heard, it's like 
the biggest sporting event in the world just got canceled. So I'm almost like, are you, is this the best choice to be making right now? But also at the same time, it's like, we are fighters. We aren't like everybody else. It's a different sport, different mentality. You can't, you can't bring up danger with us and expect the same reaction out of other people because it's like, we literally lock ourselves in a cage and fight with someone until one person wins or loses. Yeah, so. it's such a it's such a personal level sport, you know, like basketball and those things. You know, if if you're off, you've got twenty other guys who can back you up. Yeah. In a fight, you're fighting. It's it's you against someone else. Yeah, there's coaches and yeah, there's all that stuff, but the pressure's on the individual in the cage. So it's, I think it's a much different. It's so different than other sports, but at the same time, like he said, you're not getting paid salary; you're getting paid to fight. So yeah. it's 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 such a different comparison than I think a lot of other sports. And now, uh, I guess some questions about about you. Um, you've you had a nice three fight winning streak going into your last fight. Um, yeah. how, how obviously the, your last fight didn't didn't go your way. What did you think happened? Like what what was the uh, why was the outcome not positive in your favor? Um, this is one I haven't really talked about all too much because I'm kind of it's like I lose, I kind of just I'm like, all right, fine. I don't, I'm not gonna make an excuse about it, but it's like really that fight kind of got ended against my control, and I guess you can say it's like a bit of controversy, yeah, because it's like. Like, I mean, I was in the fight, so it's like, I remember it. It's like, I got hit with two illegal shots that kind of changed a few things because it's like, I got hit with one up kick, which was completely legal, like, no issue there. And then I got hit with two up kicks while my knees were on the ground. And one of them, like, a heel straight to here. And then another one, I think, just hit me on my forehead or somewhere else. And put me on my ass, and I was like rock pretty much for the rest of the the remaining seconds of that round, and then going into the second round, I was still rocked. Like I don't even remember what my corner was saying, and like he was telling the joke that he was like, "Yeah, I try to say a few things to you, but he was like, I could clearly see that your eyes were like gone." So I was kind of just fighting on autopilot, you know. Um, end up getting stuck in mission control. He was a long, pretty long guy, so it's like yeah. he was able to hold that. But he was hitting the top of my head, and I was defending it as best as I could. I was trying to push him over to the cage, and it's like I was. To me, I was like I was showing signs that I was fine. Like the ref asked, he was like, "Hey, are you fine?" I was like, "Yes," but then it's like his corner is saying it's like, like a I forgot what they were saying, but they were pretty much like telling the ref that I was like more hurt than I was and then I'm like yo I'm kind of freaking out now because it's like this I was like what back away from me like stop trying to end this fight I just need to find a way out of it and in my head I was like I don't want to do something dumb and get myself submitted I was like so they're not going to end this fight from this position I was like I've never seen that in my life and then he stopped the fight and I was just kind of like I sat there and some people might be like, why didn't you argue with the ref? And I'm like, when have you ever seen someone arguing with the ref go anywhere? I was like, yeah. I was like, he stopped the fight. I can't say 
unstop this fight or whatever. It's like I'm not gonna make myself look like a like an idiot arguing something that can't end. But it's like even after it's like I got up and I'm like talking to the ref. I'm like, what the like what the hell did you just do? My corner, they're all sitting there like what the hell did you just do? It's like, why did you stop it? And it's one of those annoying things. It's like, I got over it because it's like, I went in, I trained, I fought hard, had great moments. And I kind of, it's like, I didn't get knocked out. I didn't get submitted. I didn't even get hurt. I was just taking elbows to the top of the head while I was defending it. Didn't get cut. And there's actually like a few pictures of, I was looking at where I was like defending and trying to move and like the elbows, some of the elbows were hitting my hands. Yeah. So it is what it is. It's like something to learn from, you know, I talked to my teammates about it. It's just like different things that I could do to avoid getting in a position like that. You know, there's always something to learn and like posturing up a little bit better, regardless of, how the fight ended in like illegal shots and all that stuff that didn't get called. It's like, you can always still do something to improve and keep yourself from getting in a certain position. So it is what it is. It, 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 it it's, it's, I guess it's like, it sidetracked me a little bit because yeah. it's like riding a three fight win streak. I was three and zero in the LFA, which pretty hard to do because it's a big league. Yeah. So I'm just like, you know what? I, I saw, I showed people that I can do something different. It's like, I have different, uh, I have different parts of the game. So I just kept on training. It's like, I let my tears out that night. And then after that, it's like, all right, got to get back to the grind. So I'm still yeah. positive about it. Yeah. The, L, the, the LFA though is it's a lot of people don't realize how legitimate it is. Like half the UFC roster, it seems came from, from the LFA. They brought in a lot of guys yeah. It's, it's a really good feeder system, I think, for the UFC. And I think it's one of the top organizations to, if, you know, to, to jump into a Bellator or UFC. Is that, is that the ultimate goal there, UFC, Bellator? Yeah, I would want to get in the UFC. I mean, I think that's everybody's thing. I don't, there's no shot against Bellator. There is some, a lot of fighters in Bellator that are better than UFC guys. Yeah, I think so the, like, the, uh, what's the, ch- uh, Lima, I think Douglas Lima is the best welterweight in the world, but he's not. But he's not. He's, he's not dope. I love him, yeah. like as a fighter, as a fighter. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. It's like the, there's high caliber guy like Rafion. Rafion could definitely be in the UFC and going like clean out a lot of people and make a run at the title. But he's in Bellator. It's just the way it all worked out. But I do want to be in the UFC. I do think that there's some extra perks to it. You know. One, just like how professional they are. Like, I I haven't been to a Bellator show as a corner. I went to UFC, uh, I forgot which one it was, right before the corona hit. It was the last UFC event. I was there with Gerald. And it's like, just the level of professionalism that they have. It's like, you show up, you go to the UFC PI center, not the PI, the uh, headquarters, do all your paperwork stuff, get all that handled. They have a shuttle to take you from place to place. You get your corner bags and all that stuff. And it's just like that high, high level that is like, I want to get at. It's like, I want to, you know, just like for anything else, any sport, it's like you go to an NBA event looking at it. If you're a basketball player, you're like, 
I want to play here. Yeah. And it's no shot against the European League because it's like we've got some great players to come from the European leagues over to here, like Luca, and it's like what Manu Ginobili, all those guys, uh, Tony Parker, Lucas Holes, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's never any shot at any of the other leagues. It's just like you want to go to the place that everybody knows and where you get the most recognition and also you can get paid the most in some scenarios i know some different uh promotions pay more depending on who it is but yeah you get what i'm saying yeah i think ultimately if you're the champion and you're the best in the world in the ufc you'll get paid better than the best guy in bellator yeah, Conor McGregor makes more than anybody in one FC. Like that's yeah. kind of the way to look at it. Uh, you know, the guys at the bottom or whatever, guys working their way up may not get the same amount. But yeah, I know what you, uh, I know what you're coming from there. Um, what uh, what sorts of things are you doing to keep yourself occupied? Obviously, you're training, like you said, with with Iggy. But is there uh, you watching any Netflix, anything on TV that's uh, entertaining? Oh man, I haven't been watching Tiger King. I know that's been like the big thing during quarantine dropped at like a perfect time and I haven't watched it. I think I watched maybe like five, 10 minutes of it, but they kind of ruined it. It was like, I don't, I see people, I was seeing people talk about it all the time and I'm like, I don't even know if I care to watch this just for the fact that you guys are telling me exactly what happens anyway. But, um, got to switch like a little bit before the quarantine. So it's like, I've been playing that heavy. Um, Final Fantasy VII remake dropped. I'm not sure if you're uh, familiar with those. I'm not. A, I'm, I play FIFA. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's but about yeah. the extent of the gaming I do. Okay, so yeah, but uh, Final Fantasy VII, been playing that. Uh, been watching anime. I'm a big anime nerd, or otaku is what they call it as well. So watching that, uh, let's see, there's something, oh, Dave, I started watching Dave on Hulu, Lil Dicky, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. No. Okay, it's a pretty funny show, I've been watching that, uh, show called Yu Yu Hakusho, I'm re-watching it, a lot of anime, I started watching Grey's Anatomy with my girlfriend, and it's like, it's I, I kind of, like, I'll play my video game while listening to it. It's like, the storyline is interesting. It's like, they do a great job of bringing that drama. Because yeah. it's like, it's like man, all right, I'll just keep on watching this shit. It's like, I want to see how it ends. And that's how they get you. So, yeah, pretty much that. Just chilling, enjoying, watching shows, playing video games, working from home. Yeah, it's like, it's weird because this is like, my this was my childhood dream. But now yeah. that it's happening, I, I don't want it to <laughs> I'm just like I'm tired of it. But if I was if I was thirteen, fourteen, I'd be in heaven. Yeah, especially if we have the te- if we had the technology then yeah. that we do now, it's like I'm like this is a breeze. Yeah. Well, I started a podcast in quarantine. That's how that's how bored I was. <laughs> uh, but it's cool, man. I've, I like I met some cool guys. I met you, I met Rafian, I met some world champion boxers, like it's it's unbelievable. I'm having Pat Militich on tomorrow, which is ridiculous. Oh, um, Pat, yeah, the announcer yeah. for LFA. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 so cool how the MMA world is more than happy to just like talk to fans. I, I wasn't expecting that when I started this. 
Um, but within two weeks, I've had some amazing guys on. So it's just, it's, it's so different. If I were to reach out to someone in the NBA, there's no way that would happen. Yeah. And we'll like to make a correction, not announcer for the LFA. LFA announcers, that, that Mike something guy. I just ringside. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I think that's just the one thing. MMA fighters, we're a little bit more down to earth. Yeah. I would say as a whole, just the culture itself. I mean, there's a lot of down to earth NBA players, but when you think about it, it's like these guys have been stars since they were 16, 17, 18. And I, I can't I, like I hate to make generalizations on a whole bunch of people that I don't know. Yeah. But when you think about it, it's like they've had people in their face forever. And it's like they've also had a lot of bad run-ins, maybe good run-ins. There's cocky, whatever it is. It's like it gets to a point where it's like they're not going to talk to just everyday normal fans like that, you know, or people who are interested in it. You might get your few, but it's a completely different culture. While with MMA fighters, a lot of us didn't even start fighting until we're like 20-something. Yeah. So... (laughs) And it's like, that's when we start getting some type of, like, attention. But then I also think just, like, how our sport works. Everything, like, we have our Rufus sport. We train with normal people. We train with everyday people. We're still, I would say in the terms, in, like, in sports world, it's like we're still, like, the blue collar, essentially. Yeah, I mean, I there's nothing stopping me from going there, right? Like, I can go train it top t- top gyms i can go train at sbg in ireland i can go train at att i can go train at aka just have to pay to get in but i can there's nothing stopping me from from going in there yeah um, and you can meet those guys like yeah just, yeah, just like that you, yeah exactly it's like hey i want to go meet so-and-so i'm gonna join this gym don't know last, if you might talk to them but <laughs> yeah. you'll meet them yeah, last uh last question is uh you guys at uh have probably some of the coolest and different nicknames right so <laughs> where where did these nicknames come from like showtime the king native psycho remember the name what is there someone just at the gym who's coming up with these names <laughs> uh no i think most of them had their nicknames before they even got to rufus sport or like i don't i can't say i don't know how anthony got showtime that might have been, like, with him and Duke, like, way back in the day. Which, yeah. That one is just flows off Anthony Showtime Pettis. And it's, like, his style. Yeah. It, it, it matches everyone, it perfectly. Yeah. So, um, like, my nickname, Too Much, I got that before I moved to Rufus Sport. I was still an amateur at the time. And I got that one from a teammate. Just I was uh, fighting this one dude. And I was just, like, completely mopping the floor with him. It was, I think it was my second kickboxing fight, and I was fighting, like, this local MMA guy who thought he was, like, hot shit, I guess. From what I heard from people in the crowd, he was, like, saying he was going to whoop my ass. I was too young. And I went out there, and I, like, beat the brakes off of him, dropped him, like, each round, maybe sometimes more than once. And my teammate was like, you're too much for him. You're too much for him. And then you take that. So that was, like, how the fighting one started. But then, like, my personality, it's, like, a lot of people would always be, like, man, you're too much. It's, like, 
because I'm just like joking around or it's like I'm saying things that people think but don't actually let out. And I'm just like, it comes to my mind and I just let it out. No filter, no filter. And I I try to live my life like that. Just, I mean, obviously I hold back a little bit. Like you can't just say everything that you want, but I think it's a lot more fun. And I, it's a lot more honest when I say how I feel and I don't want people to, that's one of my big things. Like I never want people to paint the wrong picture of me. So it's like, I want you to know who, exactly who I am from the jump so you know whether you want to deal with me or not. And that'll just make it easier. So it's like that whole too much thing, it just kind of just, it all flows together. <laughs> um, and uh, there's one one big card that uh, seems to be the only card that anyone's been talking about the past, like, three months. Uh, feels like four years, but three months. Right. Um, your predictions, I guess, for Gaethje... And Ferguson and Cejudo Cruz. You know, when when it comes to like Ferguson, you never want to count him out. But for there's some reason, like I'm thinking, I'm like, yo, Gaethje's crazy enough to pull this shit off. Yep. And it's like, I'm almost really because I mean, one, Gaethje's also a, a good wrestler. Like people forget that because he has those. He doesn't shoot. He doesn't wrestle. <laughs> Yeah, it's like people forget that, but it's like thinking about he's a psychopath, so is Tony Ferguson. So it's like they're going to be on the feet for a while. I think Gaethje has the upper hand when it comes to striking in terms of just like normal striking, but Ferguson is unpredictable. So you don't know what kind of wild shit that he may pull off, but when it comes to the ground, Ferguson is good there, but I don't know if he'll be able to get Gaethje there. So, I mean, he might with, like, some crazy... He's going to go for Imanari rolls to <laughs> all this stuff. And, like, all this, like you never know what, you, what you're going to expect with Tony Ferguson. But for some reason, I've been thinking it's like, Gaethje might really, like, be able to pull it off. Because we've seen Tony get dropped. It's like, we've yeah. seen him get hurt. He gets every fight. Yeah, exactly. So, it's like, now Gaethje hits hard as hell. So... He yeah. might not be able to get up from that. And you think about it, it's like everyone gets older. Your chin has been tested a lot. You've been in wars. Who knows? It's like you might get hit with that one and just go out. It's like we saw him do it to Edson. And then it was uh, Cowboy, too. And Vic. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Vic. Vic. Yeah, exactly. So it's like – and those are taller guys. Ferguson is a taller guy. And – I don't know. I'm I'm kind of thinking that Gaethje might be able to actually really pull it off. But I was really hoping for Khabib versus Tony because that, that, that any real MMA fan or anybody who's been following for a while, it's like we've been wanting that fight for years. Yeah, and that fight is ridiculous. Yeah, it's almost like just stop booking that one. It's like <laughs> stop promoting it. Just oh, what they should do is trick everybody. Say Khabib is fighting someone else. That person got hurt, and now Tony is going to step in. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't even announce it until, like, minutes before the fight, because right. if not, like, World War Three or something will break out. <laughs> they, they should have it, like, at the UFC event, and it's like, you know how, like, in fighting games, it's like, Challenger 2 wants, it's like, just have that come up, because then it's like, I feel like that's the only way that'll happen, so... But I would say I'm almost thinking that Gaethje will be able to pull it off. And for uh, Cruz versus Cejudo, I'm picking Cejudo. 
It's like at the cringe, the cringe machine. It's like as cringy as he is and as weird as he is. It's like he's. Uh, got a phone call. I don't. But spam, freaking spam. But I think uh, Cejudo will be able to pull it off. You know, I don't. I don't see Cruz being able to actually get all too much off. Yeah, if you get him, if you take him down, maybe yeah. you take him down. It's like, I don't even think he'll be able to get that. Or if, like, if he does, he'll be able to get back up. And Cejudo can strike. He's mixing it up better nowadays. So it's like, I, I'm, I'm picking Cejudo. I'm rooting for Cruz because I love Cruz. But I, I feel like three years is too long of a layoff. So Yeah. I, but I also have Gaethje. I'm one of the few... We're, for some of the few people who think Gaethje have it, so I, I mean, I, I like I like Cruz more than Cejudo. I mean, yeah. it's like if you came up in the WEC days, it's like I've been watching MMA since I was like 15 years old. So I I've been watching Cruz for a long time, and I used to not like him as much, but he kind of grew on me in some scenarios. So it's like it's like all right, but I would want him to win, especially because of all the injuries and all the. Uh, obstacles that he yeah. over had to overcome, but I just don't see him winning it. Yep, same here, man. I uh, same boat. All right, man. Thank you for uh, for the time, man. I appreciate it. It was a lot hey, of no fun, problem. man. You you guys at you guys at Rufus Sport are fun to talk to. <laughs> yeah, we, I'll, uh, I'll I'll try to get uh, either CM Punk or Anthony Showtime Pettis on next. Bit a yeah, bit of a long right. shot, but uh, I uh, Biggie, appreciate you Biggie's taking the time. Available man. too. If you want to get him, Big U or Gerald Mearshart. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll be reaching out. I'll reach out to uh, to those guys for sure. Uh, I'm always down to talk to new people. And uh, <laughs> so, especially if they're, uh, if they're high-quality MMA fighters. I appreciate it. All right, man. Uh, thanks for the time and uh, all the best. All right. Thank you. You too, man. Yeah. Stay safe. Wash your hands. <laughs> you too. I mean, can't leave the house, so... <laughs> Get some takeout or something.